No country has ever prospered that failed to put its own interests first. We will no longer surrender this country or its people to the false song of globalism. New Right Network presents Right Now, the featured podcast of New Right Network. Mobilizing, countering the left, energizing the right. New Right Network, home of the New Right Movement. Dear New York City, congratulations on making history, but because of your decision we can no longer hear his or her story. You took away their voice, stripping children of their right, but you call it pro-choice, and smiles on your face as authoritative pens signed with celebration, but maybe this is what it takes to open the eyes of a blind generation, to see the total depravity of this lost and cold nation. Our actions are sick and we seem to have no desire for a vaccination. But the problem doesn't stop in New York City. No, it's much worse. It breaks my heart. It physically hurts. Dear United States, scratch that. Dear world, hear my words not for me, but for every unborn boy and girl. I don't think you're aware of the decision that was just made. It was a law to celebrate sin, also known as Roe versus Wade. And speaking of that case, since then more than 53 million abortions have occurred. And I can't help but think what would have become of those lives if we would have let them mature. So stop being complacent, world. This is an issue that's a life we're talking about, not just a worthless piece of tissue. That child has a heartbeat, life from the point of conception. And you're saying, well, that's just your perception, but call it what it really is, self-deception. And we call it abortion because apparently it sounds better than murder. But in that womb, that baby girl was crying if you could have only heard her. And that little boy was laughing if you would have just listened. It's right in front of your faces, but somehow you managed to miss it. So dear young lady, I know you might be staring down at that double blue line on your pregnancy test, laying hopeless on your bathroom floor like you have nothing left. And maybe it is because he up and left. And you don't feel ready or like you can do it by yourself. And so many people surround you, but it feels like no one can help. And I know you're scared and you don't know what to do, but please don't let society fog your view. A million different voices are all offering advice, and I know it's easy to crumble when you're under the weight of all the lights, but please know that everything will be all right because nothing can take away the importance of life. And raising a child is scary, especially if you're doing it on your own, but I promise there's so many people who want to help you and you're not alone. And you might think that this baby was an oops or a mistake, but the only mistake you would make would be the decision to end a life. So dear young man, if you up and left, then it's time to make things right. In this pit of darkness, there's this glimpse of light. So it's your job to step up to the plate and be a man. Be remembered as the man who did what was right, not the man who left and ran. And two wrongs don't make a right. So choose to be a father. It's not a consequence, rather a blessing to have this son or daughter. And finally, dear Christian, it breaks my heart that so many of us were quick to judge. Our first reaction should have been Christ-like, one out of love. And yes, these people are broken, but so are we. 
I'm glad I gave my broken pen to a perfect savior and let him perfect my story. And spreading hate and pointing fingers is the last thing that our world needs. Instead, let's bring the change and start meeting needs. And dear abortion, as a future husband and father, you have caused my heart to break. Staggering statistics that make my chest hurt and my legs start to shake. How many more smiles, laughs, and cries did we never get to see or hear? If you're wondering where the change starts, then it starts right here. Who can make the difference? It starts by looking in the mirror. And I know I've said a lot, but let me make one more thing clear. God is the creator of life, and he does not create mistakes. My prayer for this world is that we would be shaken awake. And we need to be purged of our recklessness and our culture's distortion. So right here, right now, let's commit to ending abortion. And welcome to Right Now, the official podcast of the New Right Network. I'm your host, Ryan, and with me today is Leon McCandless. And Leon, maybe you've seen his videos around. He's got a very unique style and a very positive, thoughtful, and vibrant message. And the one that caught my attention, as well as maybe have caught yours, is the one about abortion. That's a hot, a hot topic uh, right now in America. And Leon, I want to welcome you to this broadcast. Thank you so much. I appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Leon, um, as we were talking about before the interview here, uh, well, actually, you know, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's let's tell the audience who may not be familiar with you who you are exactly, and uh, you know where you're coming from, and you know where, where you're going. What's going on? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my name is Lane McCandless. I am 20 years old, uh, about to be 21. I go to College of the Ozarks, which is in Branson, Missouri. Um, if you're not familiar with that, and I'm pursuing a, a career in public relations and minoring in ministry. And so um, the video that he's going to refer to later is kind of um, my passions and where I'm hopefully headed in life. Well, that's a great introduction. So uh, let's just get right to that video, actually. So mm -hmm. I think right now there's a big movie out right now, and I think I'm sure you've heard of it. Maybe the audience maybe hasn't. It's called Unplanned, and it's really making yeah. a lot of waves right now, specifically with all this, uh, this craziness in Virginia with all these late-term abortion bills and things that the radical left is really trying to push. And I think that that's maybe what your video happened to catch that tidal wave. And, um, so kind of, where did you come up with the idea for that video and what kind of feedback have you seen from it? Yeah. So, um, the video that I produced, it's what we call spoken words and I've done multiple spoken words in the past. Um, I actually started them as just a way to kind of debrief and journal and process kind of my feelings, my attitudes, certain towards certain issues. Um, and then my girlfriend actually encouraged me to start sharing those. And so I've put out a few but whenever I heard of the New York decision um, and then abortion was already just a really hot button topic and I felt very strongly towards it. And so I found myself wondering, what can I do? I'm 20 years old. Like, I don't really know if I have a voice. And so I just started journaling and writing and then it turned into a spoken word. And then it was just amazing to me how people got behind it. And it's an important message that people are passionate about and they want to share. So then when they decide to share it, they do it in their own unique ways, which I teamed up with Ridgely Harless for this video. Uh, great editor producer. He's going into film and um, that kind of video industry. And so he got behind it. And then it just kind of like, like you said, I think it caught into that tidal wave and it just started to spread. And again, the, the video was always about the message, not the messenger or anyone who had anything to do with it. But I'm glad that the message is getting out there. Well, I like the way you said that too, right there. You know, it's about the message, not the messenger. And I think that we at the New Right Network also feel the same way because I mean, we are 
we're not a specifically a Christian organization, but we're very, I'm a, I myself am a Christian. There's many Christians involved in it as I know that you are. And what role do you see your faith playing in all this? And uh, do you think that there's a spiritual reawakening in America now that maybe Donald Trump's in charge as a, other presidents in the past? Right. So uh, just as an individual, I'm very passionate about evangelism, about the gospel. And I've seen, um, it seemed lately that there's been two extremes. There's either um, the church or those who are against the church. And I've just found this like balance. Everyone seems to be so against each other, whether it's Christians or not. Just our world is literally obsessed with tearing each other down um, and apart. And so the reason I wrote that spoken word in the way that I did and, and addressed individuals as it went along, so started with Dear New York and then went to Dear United States, Dear World, and then eventually even went to Dear Christian and Dear Abortion is because I think the thing that we're quick to do is point fingers at one another. And so whenever we take kind of that 30,000 foot view of it and we can actually see the grand scheme of things, maybe we're going to be able to better understand why we make the decisions that we make and uh, the implications that has on other people. And so whether it's under the leadership of Donald Trump, which I think he's done a fantastic job about protecting our voice and our rights, um, I think that he's really like empowered the American people to do that. But I also think that just every single person needs to know that they have a voice. And the thing that we get into trouble with is whenever we try to take away anyone's voice. And I know specifically in my video, I reference taking away uh, the life of an unborn child, that voice. But what we need to be sure we're not doing is taking away the voice of one another. So we're doing a lot of talking uh, behind keyboards and we're not doing a lot of listening. So I hope that we're headed towards a way that we can progress of understanding each other's perspectives and why we have those perspectives. In this age of dramatic uh, political polarization and mm -hmm. the outright censorship, particularly you know, by big tech of, let's say, right and by extension, Christian voices, uh, yeah. do you think that your video and your word has been censored? And do you, have you ever experienced any form of censorship due to that? Yeah, so I would say as far as censorship or just me putting out my video, I know immediately that when I pick an issue like this to address, that there's going to be people that are all for it and there's going to be people that aren't. Um, so as far as people that agree or disagree with the video, at the end of the day, what I have to make sure I'm doing is I'm standing firm behind my words. Um, and so whenever I picked this, I did a lot of research. I made sure that I um, not only knew what I was saying, but that I actually believed what I was saying. So at the end of the day, even um, some people who are close to me that might disagree with it or people that I don't even know that disagree with it, I can rest easy because I know that I picked to say the words and speak the message of something I firmly believe. And I'm not going to put something out there just to try to get views or just to try to you know, spark change behind something I don't even believe in. Um, and so my main goal with that is I have seen pushback, but I've also seen great encouragement. And there's that like middle area where you get tempted to try to people please. And what I found with our generation or my generation, I guess, is that we like to people please. We don't really like to uh, have people talk out against us or we don't like to hear the negative feedback or the negative comments. But what I believe we should be doing, and that's what I've kind of challenged myself to do is if it's a bold message, then be bold and deliver it. I like that. Let your yays be yays and your nays be nays. Exactly. I think there's a lot of truth to that, you know. Uh, so I think that something else I think is very interesting when you hear somebody like yourself that uh, you said speak boldly and something that you might come across is, you know, I think one of the most pervasive problems in America is political correctness, especially uh, with the left and all this. They really want to, you know, 
present themselves as the moral barometer of the country, but yet they shut down, in my opinion, the most moral of us. And that would be, you know, the Christian base, you know, of this country. And so what uh, kind of pushback have you gotten? I mean, have you gotten any kind of threats from the left and things like this that we always hear about? Yeah. So um, again, with with the topic such as this, you're going to have people that, um, even though I tried to cover all areas of the people I was addressing, you're going to have people that disagree. And what I came to terms with is that's okay because everyone uh, again has a voice, and you can't tell someone how they feel. You can't start governing people's um, thoughts or feelings or emotions. But what you can do is you can go ahead and know your own and be confident in that. And so some of the the pushback that I had on it was uh, just profane comments left in some of the videos. I know that um, on Facebook, that's where it uh, kind of caught the tidal wave the most and the views went up on Facebook and stuff. And before long, people that I didn't even know were watching it, sharing it, but also commenting on it. And you immediately are going to have, uh, I got the comments about, what do you know? Uh, you're just a, you're a man. You're not in a woman's shoes. Um, I got the, it's the woman's right. What about um, the other issues such as women who make that decision because of rape? Or what if, uh, you know, it was, it was more towards taking away the women's rights and what they did, or it was talking about, well, if, is it life at the point of conception and that whole um, issue and debate? And of course, the spoken word was more to um, kind of just address that I believe that this is an issue. And if we want to, if you wanted to get into it, there's so many facts and studies and stuff that back this up. And that's why I love the movie um, Unplanned and what they're doing is because they just decided to show a real, raw, authentic film of what's going on. And I love my college got really behind that. We rented out a theater and took students for three days in a row and just showed that film because um, whether you agree with it or not, life, that, that, that child has a heartbeat. I say that in that spoken word, life from the point of conception. And so anytime you're trying to silence that for, for whatever reason, I personally be, believe that that's whenever you're trying to play the part of God. And uh, that was never something that we were designed to do. That's not something that we should even touch because uh, God does not create mistakes. And so a lot of the pushback I saw all directed towards, well, what about their rights? You're not, you're not caring about this person's feelings or that. And that's just not true. I do care about what people think and what people feel. But more importantly, as a Christian, I believe that I'm supposed to be the voice for the voiceless. And in this case, it's the unborn child. I absolutely love everything about that answer. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, well, you know, you mentioned, you know, a lot of the, you know, the Christian themes and your Christian faith, uh, how do you see that playing out? You know, upcoming, we have a massive presidential election here in 2020, and it's going to be a big referendum on the Trump agenda and how Trump's treated the country. And, you know, in a very, I would say, a politically secular um, atmosphere, I think that uh, the churches are going to be greatly challenged and have to be a gut check time. How, what do you see their role being? Yeah, exactly. What you said, I love that. It's a gut check time. And I think that this is an opportunity for Christians to rise up and stand up and be bold. Um, this is the the right of the American people. This is what we are founded upon is um, just kind of our voice. And so whenever people choose to 
not participate in the voting process or anything like that. It's, it's literally our civic duty. And I believe as Christians, we should carry that out. We're literally electing people or putting people in place to govern us. And so the role of the Christian people, the role of the church should be their civic duty. And it talks about that in the book of Romans. Um, even whenever you look at the Bible, it's those in authority, God has placed them there. And so I believe that our voices are to be heard. And so it's nice to have a, a, a president right now who really um, has kind of took a bold stand. And while not everyone agrees with everything, um, and that's okay, you can't deny that he's took a bold stand on a lot of really, really important issues. So my message to the church, my, my message to young people who maybe are voting for the first time is go vote, go do it. This is your opportunity to determine or play a part in determining who gets placed in office, which is ultimately going to kind of be a domino effect and lead to a lot of the laws um, or maybe even regulations, of hopefully not persecution, um, but hopefully something that can protect the church here in the future years. That's 100% true, because I think that, you know, uh, you are one of many, many, and when I say many, I've been millions in America that feel like they don't have a voice, and I think they watch the mainstream media every day, and they see this certain agenda being pushed, the, certainly the anti-life stance being pushed, and yeah. Yeah, the, you know, nominalization of Christians in general, and, uh, you know, things like this. Uh, what are you hearing when you go speak to these churches? Are they, do they feel energized, or do they feel, what, what's the attitude, what's the feeling? Yeah. So again, I'm very passionate towards evangelism. Um, so meaning I bring a pretty, uh, it's a, almost like an outside perspective, not si not an outside perspective to the gospel because the gospel is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But it is this sense of, hey, kind of like shaking them awake, like, hey, wake up. We need to hear your voice. You need to be active. You need to be um, participating in what's going on in the world. And I think sometimes the rut that Christians fall into is the whole, we're not of this world. Um, and yes, that's true. And we're going to uh, live eternally in heaven one day. But that doesn't mean that like while we're here, while God has placed us on this earth, we're called to make a difference and we're called to live di differently. And right now that means living counterculturally. And so I think that the opportunity of the Christians, whenever I get to uh, the opportunities to speak to those churches, um, sometimes older congregations, sometimes younger, but I am so, so passionate about the younger generation whenever I get to speak to them because they are the future of America. They are the ones that will be making these decisions and those will be the ones in office here in 30 or 40 years. So to even think that I have a small role in kind of energizing them or encouraging them that they have a voice and it needs to be heard is just something that I wouldn't trade for the world. I, I like that answer too. I, I, I love that, um, you know, what you're saying, because again, I feel there's so much alienation right now because you see on social media and, the, and you know, the mainstream media and these late night talk shows, all everything is so pervasive in society in that they want to silence that uh, particularly young conservative Christian perspective. And so I really like that you, you were bold and were able to do that. Uh, do you have anybody out that really like inspired you to do it or did you just take it upon yourself? Yeah. So I have, uh, I have a lot of mentors and just people that really pour into me on an everyday basis here at the college, but I've been able to, I mean, as far back as Billy Graham, he was the the first kind of man that really inspired me to uh, get into ministry. And ever since then, I've really never looked back and talk about a man who lived a fantastic life and who preached a bold message um, for years and years and years. And something that you see about him is that he never, he never backed down because he knew what he believed and why he believed it. And so people like Billy Graham, as far as uh, famous goes, 
he, he really poured into me, but I would just say my, my youth pastor from when I was young, uh, Darren Bowles, he really encouraged me. He really, um, pushed me to do what was right. And then my boss, even here at my workstation, Ryan Knight and Daniel Chin, they've just all, uh, poured into me. But another resource that I unfortunately think that my generation is getting further, further away from is I've learned a lot from reading. I, uh, actually hated reading in high school. And then now once I'm in college, I just absolutely love reading anytime I get a chance to sit down and read a good book. And the important part is don't only read books that you agree with, but also read books that you disagree with so that you're able to um, kind of observe why they think what they think. And then you're able to kind of make your decisions for yourself. So if you're just sitting there always being poured into what you believe and only things that you agree with, then you're not really going to have that strong of a basis for whenever someone asks kind of a challenging question and throws you off your mark, you're going to go, well, it's because it's always been that way, or that's because I've always believed that, or my parents told me that, or this person told me that. So what I've been able to do by kind of reading from people that I both agree with and disagree with is establish why I believe what I believe. There's an old saying that says, if you don't understand your opponent's argument, you don't truly understand your own. And oh, I think that's that, so wise. Yeah, I, I, I would love to take credit for it, but I certainly didn't make it up. <laughs> but I do love it. Um, and I do think that's true. I think in, in the, the technological era here that we exist, I think that we are, in essence, snow globed. Because, you know, if you type something into Google, you have these trackers, these cookies. And because of the advertising specifically, it wants to get everything back to you that you might be interested in. Well, what that ends up being is that you're only told and hearing things that you agree with, which creates this in crazy polarization in their way of thinking. Yep. And I, so I love what you're saying. And I, I agree, you know, go back, you know, just read, take your time out, unplug and read a little bit. And you'd be surprised what you come up with of your own thoughts and not Googling everything at every moment. Mm-hmm. So uh, moving forward, what, so I guess what, what advice would you give, I guess is what I'm trying to get at, you know, for somebody watching this and they're saying, you know, I would like to get my voice heard. I have something I think would be impactful and meaningful but, you know, I really don't know, or I'm scared to face opposition to it. I mean, what would you say to that person? Oh, that's a great question. So first of all, for that person who's wondering how their voice can be heard, it's literally just to take the first step. And so I've actually been really passionate about this issue for a long time. I've been uh, pursuing kind of that ministry career in the spoken word for the past however many years. But the, the biggest thing I would encourage them to do is be faithful in the little things. And so here in my life, it's been four years. Maybe I'm reaching an audience of at first 25, 30 people, the local church. And then I just kind of watched it spread over these past years to uh, bigger congregations. And then I was able to, with the access of the internet, everyone has a voice now. And so that can be dangerous, but it can also be very, very impactful. And I'm, I'm studying social media in school. So for me, it really excites me, the opportunity that technology is bringing to people because it gives everyone a voice. But again, with great <laughs> responsibility or with great power comes great responsibility, I guess. And so what I would encourage the people that do decide to make their voice known is really really, really know what you believe and why you believe it. Because whenever you get out there, you're right. They're going to start facing opposition. And I would be lying if I said that that's something I didn't struggle with. At first, um, it was really um, difficult for me to face opposition because I typically just by personality, I'm a people pleaser. And so I hated that kind of pushback. I was afraid that I upset someone or made someone mad. But I realized that if I'm kind of pleasing everyone, then I'm probably not being true to myself. And so my biggest thing that I've tried to maintain at all times has been integrity. So doing the right thing, even when it's hard or difficult. And so when it came to abortion, 
knowing full well that I would have opposition, I went ahead and posted that, not because I wanted to spark controversy, but because I wanted to spark change. And if you're going to spark change, then you're going to have pushback and that's part of it. But you can be confident walking in that, knowing that the message you're delivering, you believe 110%. And so for the young person watching this who, who wants to make a difference, go do it. It's just as simple as that. Just start by the first step and being faithful in those small things. Absolutely. It's a great, that's a great message. And now um, I just kind of wanted to get everybody to, uh, you know, get to see you today. And I want to, you know, kind of hear what you were all about because I guarantee people have watched that video and they're like, who in the world made this video? <laughs> so I'm glad that we got put a face to it, you know, and really, you know, and all that. I mean, like, you know, besides just what's in the video, I guess. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Well, I appreciate it. If people want to see more of you and keep up with you, where could they find you out there in uh, cyberspace? Yeah. So as the far as, right. Yeah. Yeah. As far as social media platforms go, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, LinkedIn, all of those. I actually do have a website. It's just www.lanemccandless.com. So if you saw my video, just type in that and it should be one of the first things that, that pops up. Um, I'm really passionate about writing and speaking. So on my website, I do have a blog uh, that I try to keep up with. And so you'll see other important issues that I've um, kind of taken a stance on in my blog. And then on YouTube, um, I believe I have three other spoken words published on YouTube. So you can go over to my YouTube channel, which is just Lane McCandless and check those out as well. And I've got probably four or five other spoken words that I have written. They just haven't been recorded yet. So um, if you are keeping up with me, then I'm really looking forward to sharing those. We are all looking definitely forward to seeing um, uh, th those. If you haven't seen, go check that out. And also everything that's coming in the future. And um, as always, uh, you can find us at www.newrightnetwork.com. Also on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at New Right Network. That's at New Right Network. And again, Lane, thank you very much for uh, joining us, and we look forward to uh, speaking with you more in the future. Absolutely. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate it. Absolutely. You've been listening to New Right Network, mobilizing, countering, energizing, online at newrightnetwork.com.